Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Shalom, on the record. This is Brother Shadrach Ben Israel, Tribe of Judah, and welcome to Thursday Night's Fellowship Line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. Uh, is Brother Priest online? Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. I'll yield to you, brother. Can you see who's all on the line? Are you able to see? Um, no, I didn't check the chat box. Um, give me a second. Oh boy. Okay, brother. Uh we have guest six, I assume that's me. Guest seven, guest eight, West Washington State, Texas, North New Jersey, and Maine. Okay. I'ma try to sign in. I'm gonna try to sign in so I can see it too. I just um uh running a little bit tardy because of um, we had computer uh, website attacks today. And um, for the first time, I was able to fix it myself, which I was really shocked. But all praises to the Most High. So last week, we talked about um, what would happen or what could possibly happen if Colin Kaepernick were to sue the NFL, and lo and behold, a couple of days later, um, he did exactly that. So either some, some, maybe somebody's listening, or we we have a means of uh, putting it out in the universe and um, getting response. But I do want to take a brief moment to again um, acknowledge. Sister Shanice and Brother Bradley, who have been going through and a really difficult uh, time. So I want to um, please keep them in your prayers and thoughts and positive energy. So, um, Brother E.K., did you see that the, that um, that the brother filed a lawsuit. Yeah, he um uh he was filing like a grievance against the owners, basically saying that they was involved in what was called collusion. 
So it's basically another way of saying like they was conspiring against him to not uh, be able to play on any NFL team. So it's like he's saying that because of that, he felt like it was sort of like a like a black ball attempt to get him out of the league, basically. And the fact that the owners were kind of huddling up together amongst themselves to say, yeah, we're not going to bring Kaepernick on our team. So he's you basically, you know, suing because of that. So that's what I was able to gather from uh, when I saw about when I, when I heard when I saw it. So what do you think the outcome will be? Um, I think it would go in his favor um, because obviously um, it is a it is like we talked about last week because he's not within the collective bargaining agreement because he's a former NFL employee, so he could get um, remedy in court based off of there's a certain law term is not coming to my head right now, but he could basically get remedy for what's happening. And, you know, pretty much because of, you know, it being prejudiced and discriminatory against what, you know, was happening towards him. So I think he would get it in his favor, basically, in my opinion. Good observation. <clears throat> Very good observation. So... Uh, let me cover this again. Contract makes the law. You understand this fundamentally. This is what's going on on this earth. Everything works together. And don't forget this. You consummate with a woman. That's a contract. It's not on paper, no, but it's written in the universe. You befriend someone. It's a contract. Everything is a contract. Every time you say yay or nay, you make a conscious decision to do something. Hey, I'm going to eat this Snickers bar. That's a contract. And you have to see it that way. Brother Alex, do you see that? Shalom, Brother Gavin from Tribe of Benjamin. Shalom, 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 Brother Alex. I just actually got on about like two, like three minutes ago. I didn't really uh, hear what you guys were really saying at first about what was going on, what took place. Oh, I was talking about, uh, I was uh, originally talking about the fact that we were talking last week about Colin Kaepernick and Lo and behold, he actually filed a lawsuit against the NFL. But I'm saying contract makes the law. Everything you are doing is a contract. You can't separate the two. Meaning, when you decide to eat something, that is a contract. It's a contract. It's a unilateral contract, meaning... It's one that you make up yourself for, of, and by yourself, but the universe must respond. Does that make sense to you, brother? Yes, it does. It does make sense. 
So in this situation, can can you describe an everyday life thing that you may do that you can see is a, a contract? Keeping my word, like like if my client was to call me you know, for appointment and by three or five, just say, hey, what time you going to be in? I may say 7 o'clock, I may say 9, but by just saying yes, I contracted, and I, you know, for that time, so he would expect me to be there, you know? So just like you said, say yay or nay. Exactly. So, that's something that goes on every day. Now, here's the thing. If you breach a contract, be it intentionally or unintentionally, understand that subjects you to the punishment according to the terms and conditions of a contract. It doesn't matter if you meant to do it or not. If you breach, you are held under fire. Whenever you make a mistake, intentionally doing something is one thing, but unintentionally doing something, you can call that a mistake. It doesn't matter to the contract. Unless the contract says something otherwise, but my point is it doesn't matter but what you are obligated to do, be it intentional or unintentional, is to atone to make it right. So if you intentionally do something wrong, you have to atone. If you unintentionally do something wrong, you have to atone. It's not a matter of your beliefs. It's not a matter of your emotions. You have to make things right. So Brother Alex gave us a scenario. He gives a client that calls him for an appointment. If Brother Alex is not there at that appointment and is out of his control, he didn't intend to do it, but it's out of his control. He's still responsible for the damages that are occurred that have occurred upon the client because now the client might have some place to be and even if they don't it's taken away from their time that individual's time so that individual has suffered Be it intentional or unintentional, he would have to, Brother Alex in this scenario, would have to atone. Brother Alex, what's a way that you can atone if you were to show up late? Um, I could have, uh, Shalom, Brother Alex. Uh, now, if I would have showed up late, I would have just told them, hey, don't worry about it. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, just give me half of what I normally charge for the haircut. 
or, you know, I would have did that where she would have probably thought about it but been like, you know what, I accept that. And then he probably wouldn't even felt, he probably wouldn't, wouldn't feel bad by me saying just take care of folks or next time you come, it's on me, you know. So I would have just did him like that because I know that, you know, his time was important. I was late. It was on me. And, hey, it's up to me to fix that. So with that, I yield. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, if you understand what he just said, that was really simple and straight to the point. Now, let's look into the hearts. Let's look into the hearts of the NFL owners. Look at this now. They're caught in a trap. They have nowhere to go. They have lost this fight. Listen, they're losing money. The NFL's losing money. NFL losing these... money. Excuse me. I'm oh, sorry about that. Uh, let me go. Let me move. Sorry about that. The NFL's losing money, all because they are they have blackballed Colin Kaepernick. They thought they could just run over him and run over Negroes in America and ignore our thoughts, our needs, our desires, and our just natural rights just to exist and breathe. They thought they can just sweep it under the rug. Well, it's been costing them money, and now they've run into a place where now they're trying to bribe the players now, anytime somebody tries to bribe you, you better know that they're wrong. They call the players in. They they always have a fall meeting in the NFL. They call the players in to sit down and talk with them. So why do you have to talk about, just think about this, why do you have to talk about what is all over television, all in the media, for the last, what, five to ten years, at least the last five years since Trayvon Martin, what is there for us to sit down and talk about? There's nothing for us to sit down and talk about. Oh, so they say, okay, well, we want to talk about how we're going to handle this national anthem anthem thing. There's nothing to talk about. We're not breaking the law. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not disrespecting the flag. What is there to talk about? So they want to pull them in and say, hey, what can? We, how much money do we need to give you in order for you to shut up and stop this? That's essentially what this is, which again proves that they're in breach. They're wrong. They didn't pull these guys in there to say, hey, um, what can we do to really address these issues and help your community? They call them in there for some hush money. They're wrong. Contract makes the law. If you have a driver's license contract and you run a red light and a police officer sees you, you're guilty. That's if he's telling the truth, you're guilty. 
If you're going to tell the truth, you're guilty. What is there to argue about in court? You can go into court, and yes, you could probably de- defeat some of these traffic tickets and all of that on on technicalities. I'm not even talking about that. That's something else. But if your mind is always on how to beat something for something that you know you were wrong, that's the problem. Brother Trevon, what is your what are your thoughts? I'm sorry about that, brother. Um, I'm at work. I I, I didn't catch what you were saying. Uh, Okay. I'm I'm terribly sorry about that, but I'm on the line. No problem, brother. Okay. Shane, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, bro. What are your thoughts, brother? Basically, just uh, accept the uh, responsibility. Um, <clears throat> I didn't hear a lot that you was talking about, but that, I heard a little bit. And uh, basically, accept responsibility. And uh, if you do something, you gotta pay. You, you gotta keep your word, and you can't go back on it. No matter if you feel like you don't need to do it or you don't have to. Um, you got to show respect on both ends. Respect yourself. That way you know you won't let nobody do nothing to you. Respect others the way you want want yourself to be treated. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's how it should go. And that's by the nature. And the Most High will respect you and bless you if you do what you're supposed to do and you're respectful to everything else around you. So it's just the color of life. You know what I mean? Get Spread love. You get love like that. I guess I, I hear about it. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Listen, it's re- it's really about just you get into these situations. Just admit that that you're wrong. Just admit it and stop trying to escape. Simple. Shalom. Yes. Um, if I may, I wanted to just quickly uh, read a brief excerpt from the NFL Personal Conduct Policy, League Policy for Players, and it just basically just uh, correlates to what we're discussing. Um, so just real quick, it talks about, first paragraph, it said, everyone who is part of the league must refrain from, quote-unquote, conduct detrimental to the integrity of and public confidence in the NFL. This includes owners, coaches, players, other team employees, game officials, and employees of the league office, NFL films, NFL network, or any other NFL business. And then there's another section that talks about expectations and standards of conduct. And it says prohibited conduct includes, but is not limited to the following. And in the case of Colin Kaepernick, there's the one that talks about disorderly conduct. Now, when he kneeled for the national anthem, he was not being disorderly in displaying his, um, uh, you know, disagreement, if you will, about what was going on in our society as far as, you know, in our community as far as what was going on with our people. So he wasn't being disorderly. So 
the owners basically um, are in breach of this conduct policy because they're undermining the integrity of the public confidence in the NFL. So everybody that sees what is happening with Colin Kaepernick, the fact that he's being blackballed by every single team in the NFL, is undermining what the NFL quote-unquote stands for according to this personal conduct policy. So the owners are actually in breach of this own contract as well. So the fact that um, uh, Colin Kaepernick is suing them for grievance, basically for, um, uh, you know, wrong, you know, trying to, you know, undermine his own credibility as an NFL player because he's kneeling for a national anthem. It's causing a lot of public outcry, and it's causing the NFL, like you mentioned, to lose money, perhaps lose endorsements, and perhaps create a stalemate, if you would, amongst the players and the owners. And so, you know, this is a battle, like you mentioned, how, like, the owners are actually gridlocked because they're actually in breach of this contract. And this was from 2016. So that just shows you, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick does have a chance to win this uh, if he was to pursue this in court, not you. That was good, brother. Thank you for bringing it out. And that's part of their contract. They're dishonoring it. And I heard some other things in there, the, the, the employees of the league offices. So this thing is very telling. My point is I'm using this as an example to keep us mindful. Contract is everything you do in life. Brushing your teeth. You've contracted with yourself to keep your teeth clean. You see, it's a responsibility that comes with um, being able to take care of yourself. Every food you eat, every thought you think, everything that you do is contract. You either yay or nay. It has nothing to do with what's written down in law books. What's written down in law books it's fine, but their interpretation of what's already written in nature. Now, I want to say this to you all. I knew this 10 years ago when I went into court. When I got sued to have for from the um, mortgage company to try to take my house from me. Now, Here's the thing. If, if I'm in a contract and I say I'm going to pay such and such amount of dollars every month, and if I don't, I'm in breach. That means if they sue me in court, I should lose. But here's what happened. I, I found that they breached before we even started the contract good. There was no full disclosure of the facts. They publicly induce you or seduce you into getting into contracts, and they don't even give you the opportunity to really thoroughly understand them, and you just put your trust in them. So when I realized that that was actually a defense angle, that I could stop their motion in court to come take my property and then I could reverse it and turn it around on them 
and point out that they were the original breacher. Now who is going to win the case? You can do this with anything in life. Anything. Arguments with your mate. It's just that it's emotional sometimes, so the other party might not be, they might not have the capacity to accept their own wrong. But the the point that I'm trying to make is it's everywhere. You're seeing it play out with Colin Kaepernick. If you can see this in your immediate life, I'm trying to say if you can look at it through these eyes, then you can look at just about anything and determine what the legal outcome will be. I hope you all hear me. Brother Priest. Yes, sir. Uh, it actually inside of the NHL now. Um, there was a black uh, NFL play, um, NHL player um, on Tuesday night that didn't kneel for the uh, national anthem. Oh, <laughs> all righty. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm loving this, brother. This is a great, dreadful day in America, but it's beautiful because it's forcing us to care about one another. Do you know the guy's name, brother? Um, he's a Canadian. Um, hold on. Uh, P.K. Saban. He plays for uh, the Nashville Predators. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. He's from Canada and he plays for a Nashville team. Hmm. And he's a Negro. Interesting. I didn't know that there were any Negroes in the NHL. But nonetheless, contract makes the law. Any competent judge that's sitting on the bench understands that. And if they ever hear you talking to them like this, they're going to respect you and they're going to help you. Listen, all this racism that our people talk, oppression and prejudice and all of that, yes, there are racist people in America that don't like us solely because of the color of our skin, yes. But predominantly, and I really mean this, that has never been the case where it's predominantly been that most of them have not liked us solely based on the color of our skin. It's always been behavioral. Now, it might be skin color and behavior together, but it's always behavior. Even racists, it's behavioral because you take the Klan they don't like our people because they say we're lazy, shiftless bums. And they're right. Now, not all of us are like that, but enough of us are like that that they, they give all of us a bad name. Let me see who's on the line. Okay, that's where we are. Brother Eric, is that you? Um, yes, sir. What are your thoughts so far, brother? 
Um, I, uh, did, well, in America, we we was raised, uh, was bad is good, was good is, how they say it, uh, lame or corny. And uh, we we uh, adapted to the bad side. And now we, it's hard for us to uh, man up or confess up to the wrongdoing that we do because we always turn the black eye toward them, you know, in the street, but until we get caught. But uh, for for the uh, most part, you know, contracting and how we contract, I say, if, you know, when when you make it us uh, look at it in this point or in through the through the eyes of uh, an Israelite or through the eyes of the Hebrew faith, uh, that's contracting in law. Everything we do, far as when we decide to, uh, you know, fornicate and go against the Bible and everything against it. We start contracting back because we start doing bad things off of the bad things. And you said everything we do is a contract. So we have picked that up in life and um, continue these uh, bad habits. And then it'd be hard to uh, get out of them. And with that, I yield. Praise the Lord. That was excellent, brother. Yes. So Master P stands up and says, Colin Kaepernick, screw the NFL. Let's go start our own league. That's what I'm talking about. Now, Puff Daddy said it. Now, Master P said it. Now, if we can get these brothers to come together, Ice Cube, he has his basketball. Well, Ice Cube, how about you come over to football? Do do the football, too. Get with Master P, get with Puff Daddy, and you all do a, a league. We had Negro League Baseball in America where it was controlled by us, all the teams were all Negroes, and it was very popular and successful. And we could do the same with football. And um, that kind of mind state is where we need to be in. So next part of this that I want to say, look, contract makes the law. If you breach contract intentionally or unintentionally, you're still held accountable. To study in honor, to be in honor, you willfully will atone. If you break, yes. I can't hear you, brother. Say it again. Yeah, you said something about unintentionally and in, in, intentionally. You're still liable to the contract. Did you just say that? Yes. Okay. I, it was awful. I, I didn't hear you too clearly. Yes, sir. If you make a mistake in breach, you're still liable. And you're liable in the same capacity that you are if you intentionally breach. It's not emotional. It's not personal. So when a contract is carried out upon you and you do not atone, what do you think the most high is looking at? Think about this. What did you just do? See, listen, the remedy is in the truth and righteousness. 
it's always going to be in truth and righteousness. You breach contract, you didn't do it intentionally, but yet you don't atone. So then you're wrong, you're intentionally wrong now. You're even intentionally wrong even if you don't know you're intentionally wrong. How are you going to be treated? What is going to happen to you? The punishment is going to come down upon you. Whatever that may be. And then you sit back and you don't understand what's going on with my life. Why I'm a good, I'm a quote unquote good person. Why am I struggling so much? Why are these bad things coming to me? Well, how many lies did you tell? How many so-called innocent lies did, lies did you tell? How many deceptions did you do? How about that lie of calling in sick and you want to go to the, the, the football game, actually? Calling in sick to work. That's a lie. How about that one? You think that because... It's quote-unquote small, <laughs> little white lie. You think the universe cares? No. It's not emotional. I hope you all hear me. It's not emotional. Shut off. Yes, sir. Chief Minister, this is Brother Shadow. Just on the topic of discussion, contracts. There's a video, I don't know if you're familiar with this group of individuals. Um, this guy named is Nature Boy and Melanation. I don't know how many people in here are familiar with him, but there's a video circulating of this young man, him and a group of, uh, it's got to be like, like 12, 13 people, probably more than that. But from what I saw, it's probably a small group of people who were uh, incarcerated in Costa Rica a couple of days ago. And um, the reason why they were, they ended up um, being detained, uh, I think for 24 hours or something like that. Um, what ended up happening was he, the Melanation is supposed to be kind of like this organization. They're very inclusive, quote, unquote. They had a French, Canadian, white, uh, 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 Caucasian, uh, persons with them. One was Canadian, one was French, was with them. Uh, they were all apprehended in the car. From what I gathered, they were apprehended uh, basically because they were trespassing. And they didn't have any identification. And their stance was, oh, well, see, we don't want to go back to the corporation because we don't want to have to pay taxes and uh, nature is free. And, you know, we want, we want to live off the land and have clean water, and nobody should be able to tell us what to do, this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and you want to take me to jail? Well, I ain't getting off the van. And so as soon as they come and take you off the van, oh, they're trying to get rid of the black people. Share this with We don't want to talk to you. We want to talk to the media. But we don't want to have anything to do with the establishment. It's very <laughs> contradicting. But what was even more interesting about the whole situation is that he didn't under he didn't really understand why he was being detained, and this all goes back to contracts. 
first of all, you want to go to whatever land you was on, you want to live off the land for free. Well, you don't understand that the land that you so happened to probably be occupying was eminent domain. Whatever piece of property that was on this, he kept saying, well, we we don't have to be bound by uh, imaginary lines. Okay, well, regardless of what you think, it's still somebody's property. It may not be anybody's personal property, but it, it, it would be considered the personal property of the government. If nobody's using it, it will be considered as eminent domain. Secondly, how do you think that you're going to go and walk around with no identity on someone else's property and then say you're going to live off the land? Hmm. So now you want to be stateless. You want to be, you know, you want to be less identified. And then you don't have a piece of land to exert your right on. So then when they come and confiscate you and then try to take you to jail, you want to get irate, and you have to watch the video because the way they made it seem was that the people who was trying to detain them was trying to kill them. Those people were very peaceful with them. They didn't raise their voice. They didn't, you know, uh, the 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 Hispanic man, uh, they were in Costa Rica, by the way. The Costa Rican officer, he told them, they came on the, uh, they came on the uh, van. And they were trying to uh, certify who these people were. Oh no, that's not us. You need to get off the van. No, we ain't going back to the. Uh, we're not going back to the corporation. Nah, you might just need to shut on up because you're just trying to do this and you're trying to do that. And the man is asking every last one of them what their names was. He already had the paper and identification on them. He just needed to certify. They were being very belligerent. They were being hostile. They didn't want to cooperate. So then. He's like, well, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to die for this. I'm going to die for this. I'm going to die for what I believe in. So then when they come and they snatch you off of the van, oh, they're trying to kill me. Oh, they're trying to hurt me. They're trying to kill black people. And I'm like, dude, you hung yourself. You said that you did. You said that you wanted to die for that. You're going to die for what you believe in. What was even more disgusting about the whole situation is you had all of these sisters that was on the van with you, and they falling up with you. You you talking about y'all got some uh, send some money to some account to bond them out of out of jail, which they were only there I think twenty four hours because the people needed to certify who they were. But I brought that up to make a very special point because a lot of people think that you know when trying to live outside of the system that eventually you think you're above the law. So then nature has a way of showing you that you're not by making sure that you understand that if you walk around a piece of property that don't belong to you and you fail to identify yourself, they're going to lock you up. And it is so, and it would be so deserved because, number one, if you, that's just like saying if you're walking on my property and I can't identify you and you don't identify yourself and you're not on, this, you're not on my lease, I have to call the police because I don't know if you're trying to harm me or you're trying to hurt me or you're trying to steal from my property. That's the only thing I can think of if I don't know who you are. That's not being, you know, that's not to be funny. That's real life. And we can't get to a point where we get so caught up in, oh, well, this group here, they, you know, they're trying to, you know, get outside the system, and they're doing this and they're doing that. But then when they go to jail, it's, well, I wonder why they went to jail, because obviously they're not doing, they, they, don't, they don't have any respect for the law, seriously. 
And don't think that for one minute because you join an organization and you're talking about getting outside of the system and you'll properly do so, that that makes you above the law. You just can't do that. Is there still a protocol? Hi, yo, brother. I just wanted to express that. Thank you for that, brother. I, I know he's talking about Nature Boy because he attacked um when Dr. Sabi passed. He attacked Dr. Sabi, calling him a false prophet. And that was when when I first heard of him. And um, I, at the time, I thought that was pretty gutless and, and despicable that a man of that caliber who did so much for this planet and not just our own people, that you're going to attack a man who's no longer here and call him a, a false prophet. But I never heard anybody saying that, or him in particular say that, while the man was walking to earth. So, and I did see that he had some Caucasian females or whatever and other people um, there. And you know what? Nigga, we've lost our, our natural minds. It makes no sense. This, this is what the thing is about law and scripture. It shows you the clinically insane. It really does because that makes no damn sense. If for no other reason you should carry identification just so somebody doesn't snipe you, and what if they did and you can't be identified? What if somebody hurts you? you? You can't even be, if you get hurt, you can't even be brought to a hospital without identification. They don't know who they're trying to help. If they don't know who you are, why would they help you? You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You could be a spy. You could be any type of thing. It's just our people have lost their natural mind. Minister Cedric. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Minister Priest. Oh, hi, it's Sister Adiana. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you know, you hit that right, that nail right on the head about what you just said about that nature boy. Because that was the first time I ever heard of him too. Was when I saw the heading where he was calling Doctor Sabia um, false prophet, and I was like, what, what's this, this this dude talking about? So I just tuned in just enough to see, and you're right, and I was appalled by it. And, um, yeah, he also, he had some sisters over there running around with their breasts hanging out or something like that, I mm. think. Yeah, I saw something. <laughs> um, one of his videos popped up, and they, they're sitting there with the breasts hanging out and everything, and I'm like, oh, just like um, heathenistic, but the whole thing about the laws and, and them not wanting to follow the laws is the real reason why we're in this mess to begin with. And with yeah. that, I do Yes, ma'am. That's the problem. That's the problem. And the whole thing is, to be very, very honest, the more you can simplify your thinking, the more you can break it down to a, a, a small, common sense thing, if it makes sense, then it's universal. If it's not universal, of course, it's not going to make sense at some point because you got to be thinking 
larger than self. You can't be selfish in this thing. But but my point again is, what do you expect to happen? I'm trying to point out how, how we are going about in life. We're getting the contracts every day. We're breaching the contracts, and we're suffering for it as a people. All of this slavery, transatlantic slave trade, having your names removed from us, our names being removed from us, is because our entire body of people became dishonorable. It's essentially what the, and then their solution, our solution, listen to Muslims, Christians, Hebrews, their solution has nothing to do really with the fundamental principles of Scripture. They have bits and pieces of it, but really, let's look at it. How about stop killing, stealing, fornicating, committing adultery, and lying and deceiving? Just do those things. But and stop trying to pick arguments and debates. And, and then what my point is every time you ignore that bill that comes in the mail. I want to speak to the brothers particularly. Brother, when you run and stop, you don't read those bills and you throw them in the trash like Fred Sanford said, put them back in the mailbox when he showed. Like they were just going to go away. Take the bills and put them back in the mailbox. Like they're just going to go away. You're dodging your life responsibility. And you shouldn't gotten you shouldn't have got into those contracts if you could not uphold them. I don't care if it's a gas bill, light bill, phone bill, car note, mortgage. You took on a woman. It doesn't matter. Do not abandon your responsibilities. Sometimes we just make bad decisions. And guess what? I'm going I'm to tell you a story of my life. This is not, well, this is not me directly. This is somebody that I counseled. Individual signed a rental agreement with an apartment. Hear me good, you all. And had remorse. It was like I don't want to move there because what it's not even a good place. I shouldn't have signed the contract to move in there. Individual waited. And I said, Look, you need to go over there and tell them then that you don't want to um be in that contract. Is is longer than seventy two hours. You get a most contracts, you got 72 hours to back out of it. This individual waited until two days before, three days before they were supposed to move in. Then calls me back and is like, well, what do I do now? I mean, and I'm like, you, you should have acted immediately when we first talked about it. But since you didn't, 
Go over there and talk to them and let them know the situation. If they are not willing to negotiate with you um, to release you from it, then you negotiate whatever you can because you know when you don't when you don't fulfill that contract, they can say you owe us rent every month for the next the duration of the, the contract. You all with me? Everybody follow me? Anybody yes, listen? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Yes. So you know, yes, praise the Lord. So you know if you don't go over there and handle it, they could stick you for that money every month. They can sue you in court and you would lose. Okay. Now, I don't have a law degree, but I got a little bit of common sense. And I knew that if you go, if the individual would go over there and talk to these people and then engage it according to how they're responding to you then you can get the remedy that you are looking for. They went over there, they talked to them, um, to the to whoever they whoever was in the office, and those people released them from the, ob- from the obligation. Now, here's what I told them. I said, look, everybody has buyer's remorse at some point in their life. Sometimes you purchase something you don't want, you want to take it back and get a refund. It's no different with a house or car. It's no different. Just understand that and understand that people that are in their right mind, they run business, they understand that. Now it's how you approach it. Now, if you go over there with some Negro attitude, <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? They're going to stick it to you. But if you go over there acting civilized, you can talk your way through it and you can probably negotiate your way out of it. Now, here it was the real negotiation weapon that I gave them. I said, keep this in your back pocket. Keep this on your mind so you're going to have confidence and you're going to be at peace. I said, if if it doesn't go your way, ask them if you find another renter to take over. Can we get a contract with that so you can release me from the obligation and somebody else can rent the apartment? Well, it never came to that, but it it was enough confidence for the individual to go in there and speak with confidence, not with an attitude, not with anger, not with blame shifting but enough to go in there and speak with confidence and negotiate it. You see what I'm saying, Shedrick? I understand perfectly what you're saying, brother. Um, that You know what? I, the interesting thing about that contingency plan is I think a lot of people, uh, it may have uh, never really dawned on him about subleasing, um, but I'm glad that you kind of gave him that uh, uh contingency plan so that he could have the confidence, you know, to go and say, hey, um, I want to be able to get out of the contract, but I don't want to dishonor it either, you know. So that was a great way to assure that there was an atonement because obviously there was a, a need for that person to make sure that they just don't walk away just breaking the contract. 
Um, but I'm glad that you um, gave him that uh, confidence to do that. How you brother? Praise the Lord. That's the whole point. Because I I think like this, fundamentally, see, the way that our people used to be, we understand don't get into a contract that you don't plan to honor or can't honor. If something goes wrong, you still have remedy. You go to the to the source and you discuss whatever hardship you're in and you make a negotiation. But you got to take initiative. Now, what if you don't do that? So what if you remain silent and you just don't show up at the apartment? You don't move in. Okay, they're going to carry out the contract against you. And my point is they're going to charge you month for every month all because you didn't step up to your responsibility. Now, now every single time you do this in your life, whether it be you making an appointment with somebody that's your client, whether you're keeping your word to your child or your children or your mate or your friends, whether you're calling me and lying to your job about being sick, it is all the same. It is no respect of persons. Somebody needs to mute. It's all the same. It's all the same. So guess what? You want to know what's wrong with Negroes. We broke the laws of the Most High God Almighty. The laws that govern the universe. You want to know why we've been mistreated. We broke the laws. So it doesn't matter what you can say, oh, it's the white man's fault. Well, maybe he has a hand in it. But what did you do? See, the NFL, they're in error. They had no reason to blackball Colin Kaepernick And now it is showing its head because he stood for what is right. He did not budge at the risk of his own livelihood in his future, in his career. He put it on the line for the love of his people. And the people have responded and the universe is backing them. It's time for us to get the hell out of this condition and rise up and do for ourselves. If they really did their own football league, and that is not hard, if we did our own football league, I am telling you, America would be officially over because football is the number one sport in this country. And it generates the most money. Although basketball players get paid more money, Super Bowl Sunday generates more money on that one day than any other thing in America. They would be in trouble. Hey, Shalom, brother. I was just sitting here thinking, 
And you talking about Master P, and you talking about any other P, uh, Sean Puff Cone, P. Diddy, you talking about halftime games will be a killer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It would be a whole. It would be a concert inside of a freaking football game. Who won't want to go to that? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just got to looking at Twitter, and um, they're actually going ham about that right now. Uh, Matt McKee is actually putting that out there, saying that he do want to start uh, um, the No Limit uh, Football League. Um, with uh, Colin Weather's guy named the, the football player, and he's uh, reaching out to um, a lot of other rappers and um, other people to, to help donate to start this meeting. Yeah, man. Then we need to put the word out and our energy behind it. See, the more of our people that get into this mind state of doing for ourselves instead of answering to these people that we don't have to answer to. We only believe we do. We're the entertainment out there. Now, there's other nations that are out there, uh, you know, but largely it's predominantly us. And, and, and they're too, if, you, if you're too cowardly to stand up and build for yourself, then you need to just continue to be a slave, and you need to stand up for the damn flag and whatever the hell your slave master tells you. Because you are not worth even breathing, really. And I said this to Tor just a minute, well, right before the call. So we were talking about, you know, basically eating, right? So uh, individuals like um, they didn't put in money. I'm talking about if they didn't put in money to buy food, then why should they eat? If the scripture says you don't work, you don't eat. What are you going to do, just leech off of other people? Is that what you're going to do? I said, listen, if you don't work, you don't eat. God Almighty wants you dead. (laughs) You might as well just die. Because if you don't have the common sense to do something for yourself, and I'm saying working to eat might just be going pulling an apple off of a tree. That's all the work you got to do. But if you're too lazy and shiftless to do that, then you should starve to death. And the Most High Almighty is going to allow you that room to do that. We got to stop making damn excuses for why we can't sacrifice and, and uphold our responsibility. I hope you all got it. Contract makes the law. You're looking at it. Every time you breach, no matter how small it is or how big it is, your life is suffering. You suffer economically. You suffer particularly economically. You suffer in everything that you do because you're consistently living a life that is breaking the laws, statutes, and commandments. Simple as that. If you speak against the Most High, that's called blasphemy. So what if what if you speaking against the punishment that the Most High put on you? What if you're saying, oh, the most high punished me? Guess what? I don't care. That is wicked. You shouldn't punish me for the wrongs I do. 
That's blasphemy. Now listen to me good. The white man is the devil. It's his fault. That's blasphemy. It's not my fault. Yeah, we broke laws, but the white man is the devil, so he's it's his fault. Blasphemy. What do you think such a people, what their future is? They keep messing the minds up of the people. Anyway, I hope you all got it. Brother DeShane, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Okay. Um, you uh, phoned me to ask me about these documents in the university or whatever. Just ignore those other documents. There's some document. Listen, all we all we want to do is the three basic things, well, the four basic things. To make it simple, if you see, if, the reason why I put those documents in there was really to be able to rewrite them for yourself. That's why I put them in there. Okay, so if it says 15 days, I put those in there as examples of how you could. You can take from to rewrite them. But just stick to the 30-day formula played out for um, every 30 days, send another notice. So first one, qualify written request. Second one, fault. Third one, default. Fourth one, opportunity to cure. Fifth one, final notice. Stick to those. Um, yeah, just stick to those. Everybody, um, is, is Bernard on the line? Shalom, Brother Priest. Uh, no, he is not. This is Sister Monica. Okay. Um, I sent out the, uh, I resent the mail out to you all, and um, I just wanted to make sure that he knows to, to expect it at the address, the, the last address he sent me. Shalom. Shalom. Um, today we had an attack on the hosting account for all the websites, and I actually fixed it in a short amount of time and i'm happy about that but i do have some other work i have to do anything anybody want to talk about i'm turning it over to you brother cedric thank you brother free yes thank sir you. Brother. thank you for being here um is there anything anybody wants to put on the table one more time? I just want to give everybody opportunity to share any thoughts that they may have. Shalom, going on the record, out here. Yes, I was just—I just wanted to know: uh, Have anybody seen that uh, George Saris donated eighty percent of his wealth to his charity organization? They look okay. like they dumping money. Who, who is it now? George Saros. 
Oh, isn't that the guy who backed Black Lives Matter? Yes. He did what now? He dumped uh, $14 billion of it, well, 80% of his uh, wealth into a charity fund he got. Holy crap, I didn't know about that. Oh, I thought anybody had heard with that idea. What do you know what the uh what kind of charity it is? I'm, I I thought he said something about his uh development charity fund or something. I ain't had no computer to look it up, but that was long seen it early. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder why that is. I wonder what kind of charity that is. If he's doing it now, because only. But I wouldn't know what kind of. I don't know if it's a trust or just a charitable organization or not, but I have to look into that to see what kind of charity it is. Now tell me a little bit of um, what was actually going on. But nonetheless, um, anyone else have any uh, other topics that they want to put on the table? Okay, well, if not, it is five minutes after 8 uh, p.m. We could adjourn for the rest of this evening. Oh, just make sure that everybody knows that I think this is week seven. We'll be going into week eight, and it'll be our last week of the semester. We'll be out for three weeks. So um, for the most part, just stay on top of uh, the uh, priorities that you guys have, and we'll be making sure that we um, check in on you guys. All right, five minutes after eight, we can adjourn for the rest of this evening. Shalom, shalom, anyone and everybody. Shalom. Shalom.